Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, 8.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. Economic Indicators brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. A number of numbers out right now, perhaps the most important one, the trade balance for March comes in at $40.4 billion. That is significantly lower than February's 47.1, and it's lower than the 41.2 that had been forecast by economists. That suggests the first quarter numbers for uh, GDP would be revised higher. Productivity and costs, this is the second uh, estimate here, or the first estimate, rather, for productivity and costs for the uh, first quarter. Uh, productivity down 1%. In the prior quarter, it was down 1.7% on a revised basis, so an improvement in a negative sense. Unit labor costs, though, up 4.1%. In the fourth quarter, 2.7%. Unit labor costs starting to rise. That's an inflation concern. Let's see what happens to uh, the bond market after that. Later this morning, we get the ISM non-manufacturing composite index at 10 a.m., along with factory orders and an update on durable goods and capital goods orders within that report. So a lot of numbers this morning. We also had, uh, 15 minutes ago, the ADP report, 156,000 jobs created in April, private sector jobs, according to ADP. And we'll see uh, how that translates into what happens on Friday. Jason Schenker joins us now from Prestige Economics. He's president and uh, chief economist. And, Jason, some mixed news this morning. Uh, I don't know how much weight you put on ADP, but uh, the trade balance obviously suggests that uh, GDP was reported too low the first time around. And uh, it does look like in uh, unit labor costs we may have a little bit of uh, price pressure. Well, yeah, so I think there are a couple of things that are, you know, if we're looking for the kernel of things that that look better, we can look at that trade balance. It's definitely better. And, of course, the dollar was weaker in March, and it remains uh, weaker, especially after last week having closed below a range that it had been in since January 2015. So that weaker dollar is going to be helpful there. But if we look at the jobs number, I mean, my number for Friday is more than 175, and that's definitely a lot lower than the consensus number, which is floating between 195 and 200. Um, And uh, so the ADP number doesn't surprise me a lot because I I think that we're going to see the labor market start slowing here. There has been only one other time in modern history where the nation's productivity, looking at a presidential moving average of four years, has been this low. This was the ugly double recession 35 years ago in the early 1980s, and, of course, Paul Volcker was distracted there with modest inflation. Jason Schenker, what does it mean that the 16-quarter moving average ticked downwards with the latest data? You know, it just, it, it's a very bad sign, I think, uh, for the economy in general. I mean, I think, you know, I've got a, a book I published a couple months ago called Recession Proof. Um, I, I do expect the U.S. recession will start by the end of the year. I think that there's a lot of economic data that looks really bad. Productivity is just one of many 
data points that don't look good right now. If you look at industrial production year over year, it's been negative for the last seven months. And, you know, the Fed's been collecting that data since 1919. And the last time we weren't um, in a recession or recovering from one, and the data was that bad, since 1919 was never. So there's a lot of data out there that doesn't look very good. Um, rail, trucking, oil and gas, manufacturing. Um, you know, if you look, we also compile a proprietary index of material handling. You're seeing contractions in new orders and shipments, and, and that's for goods moving through the economy for, for consumption. I think you're going to see a slowing in the ISM non-manufacturing index. I think the ISM in the next couple months is going to go back below 50. You know, I think that there are a number of things. Uh, while the, well, the trade number looks a little better, I think productivity fills in with this. You know, you're, you're seeing slowing growth. You're seeing downside risk. Well, the, uh, the, the labor numbers, uh, 156, if that were indeed the case, still enough to push unemployment lower. Well, and that's right. And, and, you know, my unemployment number for Friday is, is 4.8. So, um, so I, I think the unemployment rate is, is likely to go lower on Friday, right? It's at 5 right now. So, um, and that's true. But, but the problem is, is that the mix of jobs is shifting away from household formation jobs. You've had a lot of losses in oil and gas and manufacturing jobs and some of the jobs that you're, uh, you know, you're filling in with are, are not sustainable, I think, for new household formation. And I think that's one of the reasons in March you saw housing starts, building permits, and new home sales all go down, even though the back end of the yield curve fell. So, you know, I think that there are, are you know, some problems there where you're adding jobs, but they're not necessarily contributing to economic growth. And I think that that's something that we're seeing in the productivity Jason, in the 30 seconds we got left, we've got to get you back on for a lot longer here. Will, will your call of a tepid economy be part of our presidential politics come the fourth quarter? Absolutely. I have a book coming out in August, Electing Recession. It'll be out August 22nd. You know, I think that this is going to be a huge situation that they're going to have to deal with. Um, the slowing economy is, um, you know, not something that's going to go away in coming months, and it's, it will absolutely be, uh, you know, front and center for, for the debate that we're going to see between Trump and Clinton. Uh, Jason Schenker with us as we look at uh, interesting, always controversial data, whether it was ADP, which moved the market, and certainly productivity, maybe not moving the market, but nevertheless sober to those looking more to the long uh, term. Jason Schenker uh, with Prestige uh, Economics. Uh, futures negative 13, Dow futures negative 95. Mike, I really don't know what to make of the market other than it's a, a jumble and a churn today. As we go, is it a li- It's a live show today. I guess we're going to have a live a Fed meeting. Going on. It's a live Fed meeting coming up. Uh, futures are negative 13. Time now to check in with Michael R. Get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. President Obama will be in Flint, Michigan later today concerning the city's lead-contaminated water crisis. President Obama will meet with an eight-year-old girl who wrote to him and asked him to come to Flint. White House spokesman Josh Ernest says the president will also go to a food bank and meet with Michigan Governor Rick Snyder. The president will then take part in a neighborhood roundtable discussion where he will hear from Flint residents dealing firsthand with the impact of the crisis. Uh, the president will also deliver remarks to a crowd of about a 1,000 people at Northwestern High School, which is located in predominantly African-American North Flint. 
The November presidential race is in sharper focus today. Republican frontrunner Donald Trump called Ted Cruz a tough competitor. After the Texas senator suspended his campaign last night, Trump won the Indiana primary. For the Democrats, Bernie Sanders edged out Hillary Clinton in Indiana, but Clinton is far ahead in the delegate count. New York's Stonewall Inn is set to be the first national monument for gay rights. President Obama plans to approve the proposal honoring the history of the gay and lesbian community. The Stonewall Inn was the scene of the 1969 uprising in Greenwich Village. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Lubar. Mike, Tom? All right, time now to check in with uh, John Stashauer and get the latest world and national headlines. John? All right, Mike. I mean, sports, sports, sports. Yeah, I don't want to venture outside sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's happening in Indianapolis no, sports these no, days? We are, yeah. We'll move on from Donald Trump to the Islanders, who had uh, three different leads last night. Tampa Bay scored late to tie, and then again in overtime, Brian Boyle, the ex-Ranger, and the Lightning won 5-4 for a 2-1 series lead. Islander coach Jack Capuano felt Boyle should not have been allowed on the ice after his earlier hit of Thomas Hickey. It's a direct shot to the head. I mean, probably going to get suspended a game. That, that's what I mean. Like, the whole game, it shouldn't come down to that. Um, he's standing right there. I've watched it numerous times now. Those are the type of hits that we're trying to eliminate from our game. So it's just too bad that it had to end that way. The hit on Hickey, perhaps payback for his second period hit on Tampa's Jonathan Drew and had to leave the game. Game five Friday at Barclays. NBA playoffs, another win for Golden State, even without Steph Curry, came from behind, beat Portland 110-99 for a 2-0 lead. Miami won in overtime at Toronto in game one. Kyle Lowry had forced the OT with a shot from midcourt. Between the Mets and Yankees last night, only eight hits and one run. Mets only had one hit. 3-0 loss to Atlanta. Matt Whistler beat Matt Harvey. Chris Tillman beat Luis Severino in Baltimore. And the Yankees dropped to 8-16 and after a 4-1 loss. It's their worst start since 1991. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashauer. John, thanks so much. Greatly appreciate that sports report. Futures negative 13. Dow futures negative 95. Uh, yields come in a little bit. 1.80 is where we were. 1.78 uh, right now. Uh, even the two-year yield coming in by a full basis point. 0. 0.7460 for those keeping score. At home, oil advances, dollar churning, yen churning, euro strengthens throughout the morning, 115.08 uh, right now. So uh, looking at the data, I'm going to call the jumble again. I'm really focused on the German two-year and 10-year, and they've been relatively rock solid within uh, global foreign exchange uh, movement. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, Bloomberg Surveillance, stay with us. Counting it down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.